What's up, sports fans? It's your host, Jordan, of After the Kids Go to Sleep podcast. Hopping on here. We have a lot going on. Let's hop right into it. First of all, Pascal Siakam headed to the Indiana Pacers. This is huge because he'll be paired with Tyrese Halliburton, a young emerging star in the NBA. Right now, the Pacers are six games above 500, sit in the sixth place of the Eastern Conference, and looking to make a run in the playoffs. When you look at dynamic duos, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you look at Booker and Durant last year, this is a pretty good duo because they're both young, athletic, and they can both play both sides of the ball. They can play offense and defense. I really like this for the Pacers. And for Toronto, they've entered full rebuild mode, which as Arizona sports fans, we can understand. Look at the Cardinals. It's just right down the road, full rebuild mode. Now, hopping into college basketball, ASU has a great opportunity tonight to beat a UCLA Bruins team that is reeling. But are they reeling? Are they showing signs of life? That is the question. You lose to a Utah team 90-44, to and then you come back three days later, and you beat a Washington squad? Huh? How does that make sense? No, it's just sports, guys. Just sports. It doesn't make sense. So, ASU has a great opportunity to improve their record in the Pac-12, stay atop the Pac-12 standings with Oregon, who still doesn't have a loss, but remain within reach distance of them. Oregon can slip up this weekend and all this can go crazy come Saturday or Monday. So ASU, UCLA tonight, 7 o'clock in Tempe should be interesting. Down in Tucson, the Arizona Wildcats take on a USC team. Why is USC so intriguing this year? Because they have LeBron James' son, Bronny James. He only came in as a starter for USC in a few games, maybe one or two if I recall correctly. He mostly comes off the bench. But USC is loaded with talent. Isaiah Collier, a top five-star recruit. They have Boogie Ellis, who I believe at one time was considering the Wildcats four years ago. And if you were to listen to the comments of Tommy Lloyd calling his team average, follow that up with Kashid Johnson, who says they kind of lost their fight or their will to prove who they are, that is a bit concerning to me. It's midway through the season, guys. I know you had a tough schedule. I know you played a lot of ranked opponents, but you still have a lot to prove. Do you need to be reminded that we lost to Princeton last year in the first round? That should be something that gives you a little bit of fight. So it'll be interesting tonight. Arizona should beat Pac-12 teams fairly easy with the talent they have on the roster, but that hasn't been the case. Hopefully, as a fan of them, they can get it turned around tonight. But this team will go as Caleb Love goes. And I call on Umar Balo. When you get the ball down low, absolutely love the guy. Please dunk the ball. You're seven foot and you're a behemoth down low in the paint. Go up strong and dunk the ball. 
I'm tired of, and I'm sure you are too, of missing these bunnies, these easy ones. It just killed us last game. So just dunk the ball when you're down there. Thank you. Appreciate it. Much love. Love you. All right. Now, moving on. Last night, around 9.05, 9.10, when I was thinking about, oh, man, my podcast tomorrow. What am I going to talk about? Well, at that time, I was going to talk about how the Coyotes, man, they're on a roll. They figured it out. Let's go. And then I was going to put the Suns team under a microscope because they can't beat any top Western Conference teams. But man, did that change in about an 8 to 15 minute span. Let's start with the Suns. They go on a run to overcome a 22-point deficit against the Kings. Frank Vogel puts Kevin Durant at the center, which... For a little context, the Kings run a lot of pick and roll. And on a pick and roll, you either show and recover and you get back to your man who's rolling to the paint, or you just switch. Well, last night, the Sun switched. And Kevin Durant, being one of the all-time greats, showed that in his ability to guard either Sabonis down low or any wing or guard that was running the pick and roll for the Kings. Not only did KD prove why we got him on the defensive end of the floor, but he put on a master class. For those of you in the older generation, a master class is something special, something great, a great performance for the older generation. That's what master class is. On the offensive end. And propelled this Suns team to what many are considering a turning point in the season. Fourth quarters have been their downfall. Last night, they overcome a 22-point deficit in the fourth quarter. So, where do we go from here? Well, I think Bogle, and he says it's not going to go to this lineup very often, has found something. Kevin Durant, shooter, athletic, can play both sides of the ball, right? Think about this. Stay with me. Booker, shooter, athletic, can play both sides of the ball. Grayson Allen, what a great night by him, by the way. Great night. Absolutely fantastic. Elite shooter in the NBA. But, sticking to my point, elite when it comes to being able to shoot the ball and play defense. Eric Gordon, a little slower on the defensive end of the ball, but still more agile than some players on the roster. And is also a great shooter. And then you have Bradley Beal. Same thing. Right? Then Kevin Durant, same thing. I think I already mentioned him. But that is five people on the floor at the same time who are athletic, can guard, and can shoot the ball. I think you're on to something, Vogel. When you need stops late, when you need buckets late, I think that's the five you roll with. At least I hope it is. Because last night, 
That was sure fun to watch. All right, now onto the ice. Coyotes. Man, oh man, oh man. Last podcast, I called this team a roller coaster, and they are just that. They are a roller coaster of emotions. Up 2 nothing going into the third. All we needed was a solid third period, and we win this game. But in about, I don't know, a two-minute span, we give up two goals, and suddenly the game's tied. And all the momentum went from the Coyotes to the Flames. Then we head into OT, and it wasn't very long before the Calgary Frames said, here's your loss, here's your L, as the younger generation calls it, take it home with you. Luckily in hockey, unlike many sports, you get a credit for an overtime loss. You get one point. So the Coyotes walk away with one point. But being three points out of the wild card, you would like to have two. In a game that you're up 2 nothing going into the third, all you needed was 20 minutes of solid play, and you had those two points. And the wild card standings look a little different, look a little better this morning. But we talked about in previous broadcasts, a slow, lethargic third period, mental lapses here and there, and you get burned. So, Coyotes, we still need to figure some things out, need to be a more consistent team if we're going to remain competitive in the wild card standings. That's all I have for you today. Until the kids fall asleep again, I'll talk to you soon.